Welcome to the family with Andy Brant Bernard, Mike Bryant. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Catherine and Alex will be in uh, starting tomorrow. They're coming back this afternoon, so that's good. I'm sure they had a really good time, right? That's the idea. That's what you I understand. Any, it, Your hope? That's what I understand in any case. So I want to run something by you guys both. It's been really, really interesting because I talked to Catherine last Thursday because she was leaving town on Friday to, uh, to go to, to Florida with, with Alex and just hang out for Mother's Day and blah, 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 right? So I said, well, what do you want for Mother's Day? Mm-hmm. She goes, I know what I want for Mother's Day. You might not like it much. Peace and quiet from you? <laughs> yeah, you stay away from you. No, I, uh, she said, what I would like for my birthday is for one year, you can't watch any national news story, news show. A whole said, year? That's a big ask. So that means Fox is out, CNN's out, yeah. MSNBC is out. I did not watch them starting on Friday night. I have not watched them still. And i got to be honest with you, I'm much happier. because I'm sure. I don't have anybody lying to me about every damn story that pops up. The lying that goes on in all those stations now is disgusting. You know, and, that, and they're worried now about AI. Did you see that story this, this morning, Andy or, or Michael? I saw it in the paper that uh, candidates are worried about what's going to happen with AI. Yeah, yeah, that they can just lie to people and get them to do things that aren't true. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's the job of Fox and CNN, so they're already getting that done. I don't. Do you, I just really wish we would back off and serve the people. Wouldn't that be nice if we just serve the people? What do you say? That's the idea. It's not going to happen, though, is it? Mm-hmm. Depends on who you talk about. Too much you money know, to be you made. And I, you and I have this discussion all the time. I think no, there's we don't. a number of them that do try to serve the people, or at least they try to serve the constituents. And The constituents they do, but not the people. You got to agree with me politically, or I will not serve you. That's how they all act, every one of them. And I've never understood that because why wouldn't you serve Americans instead of just Republican Americans or Democrat Americans? Well, it makes no sense. Why would you do that? Well, it, it depends on what the issue is. Because, I mean, there's certain issues that you got elected based upon your beliefs on those issues. And so mm-hmm. that some people disagree with it. You got elected. No, so, no, I'm not talking about the elected part. I'm talking about the news anchors. Oh, well, I, I, we always de- go off into the candidates. Um, the news anchors themselves, that part of it, they do it for, for commercials for or they do it for yep. their own interests or they do mm-hmm. it for popularity. You know, I mean, there's multiple ones that clearly weren't whatever political bent they claim to be now right, when right, they started. Right, right, right. They wrote it to, you know, I mean, Rush was probably the greatest example of anybody who did that. Oh, I think but you're But by the end of right. it, I think he believed his shtick. Um, you're probably right. He probably so, believed it. And he made a lot of money doing it. And so what can you do? I just, but I don't understand that. What, what, shouldn't you help not harm other people? Because their lying is really hurting a lot of people. Yeah. What do they care? Yeah. But why do you want to hurt people? Because they make a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, boy. So here it comes again. Money, 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 money. It's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to do this? You're going to be able to do this? It's not sounding like it. Do what? I, I, I got to be honest with you. I feel much better about it because I would watch it and go, and it doesn't matter which one it was. It was there were like five of them, something like that. Uh, they all lie. They just all lie to and what you just said, to become bigger favorites of the people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with you 100%. You're only saying that to get higher ratings. Yeah. You know. It's 
probably true. The only the only issue I'd come up with is you know there's things that happen internationally or nationally that you got to go to the news to find out what's going on. But you know. Well, I understand what you're saying. So you don't think local news will pick up on any big stories? Uh, depends they on what the sometimes. story. Is I it, mean, they do sometimes. Yeah, but it depends on the story. If it's big know? enough. I mean, if it's if it's you know something that just suddenly happens, the only place you can yeah. find it right there is you know. I mean, there's things like. I mean, they're, they're probably not as important, but when you look at it, like O.J. Simpson's, you know, mm-hmm. running away in the, yeah, in the yeah. Bronco was only on, I think, CNN to start with, or one of the shows mm, that's to That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, but these days, everything is everywhere. You can go to Twitter and get 95 different He's not on Twitter, though. So That's true, but I mean, what I'm saying is everything is basically just repeated by everyone. Yeah, Most news sources just copy-paste from each other at this point. There's no such thing as national news anymore. It's all national. That is, well, that's a very good point, Andy. So there's not one middling national reporter that I can think of. Well, I mean, Middling I'm, national like, reporter. In the middle? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they exist, but I'm just saying, like, there's no such thing as a local story or a national story anymore because the Internet... Yeah, that's true. The Internet is basically just... It's globally distributed. Right. So. We do hear stuff immediately now versus, yeah. you know, days later. Or mm-hmm. The wagon train with Tom Hanks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, uh, us the news. I got to be honest with you because I don't go on social media, so that doesn't help at all because I don't go on social media. Um, I got sick of telling people I'm coming to your house to slit your throat. You know, mm-hmm. people get, oh, everybody's a tough guy on social media. I hate that That does so happen. Much. That it's does got, happen. Everybody's a tough guy. You're like, okay. Speaking of local news, is 1300 West Lake Street, is that uptown? Uh, that's about Girard yeah, right or Emerson, Fremont, Girard, and Lake Street. Oh, so that's the uptown one. Okay. Because that's the, the target there finally closed two days ago. Yeah, it did. The I know they, say, they were saying it was going to, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's gone. There's also one in Philadelphia, one in Virginia, one in Maryland. Why are they shutting them down? There's no business. Uh, well, they they cited declining foot traffic. Yeah, I bet. Hmm. Yeah, because everybody else has a gun, so you don't want to walk into the store. Well, that's the thing. It's declining foot traffic. My ass. We have a target out oh, right. by us, right? Middle of nowhere, and it's always packed. Mm-hmm. We we went to Target recently. It was over like east of the cities, like well east of the cities, because uh, we were doing something for Mother's Day. We just went in to buy some theater candy because we were going to go see a movie, like at their house right we weren't going to sneak theater candy into the theater no right but some people do though they do we went to buy theater candy and we had to wait in line there was probably 20 people ahead of us really yeah this is like on the saturday how many cashiers do they have this this was self-checkout oh. i almost always do self-checkout See, i don't days. i don't believe in self-checkout oh you don't i'm just trying to save people's jobs well i understand and that. i don't mind standing in line for saving people's jobs so i do understand that there's no question about it but i just like I said, I, I just if they if they weren't so obvious and overt about their lying BS, it would help. If they at least tried to cover it up a little bit, that'd be nice. But they don't even care about that. It's just I'm gonna kiss your ass to make more money. That's what the whole thing is on both sides or on all sides, I guess. Unfortunately, what's going on? But the on, question Andy? is, can you keep it up? You gonna be able to? I, be able so to far, do I feel it? a lot better. I'm yeah, nowhere it's been near one day though. No, no, it's been four days. It was oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now, well, it's been three days, I guess. Well, you can see if you can beat my record. 36 years. 36 years of You've never, never watched any national news? <laughs> Not intentionally, no. Uh. Like when, I, when I'm when i over at people's houses and it's just on, 
you know, you have to yeah. kind of osmose yeah. it to a degree. But I've never once, like, you know, changed the channel over to CNN or Fox or anything like that. So, like, during the election, you just didn't pay attention to it or, like, for um, election night or? Yeah, election night, we watched some local channel, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was... Melissa was watching it, and I was kind of just, like, well, passively consuming it. How about the day oh, they got Obama? You didn't watch any of that? The day I got... What, what do you mean, mean they got Obama? Uh, not Obama. <laughs> Osama. I was say, Osama. 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 What the hell are you talking about? I do not remember Holy no, being killed Osama. by SEAL Team 6. Osama. <laughs> what a dope. Osama, Obama. Osama. What the hell? Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Well, anyway, we have our guest on the line. That's, I'm glad to hear that. We should stop talking about killing presidents. Talk about monkeys. In alternate universes. <laughs> yeah, I want, James, how are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? Good, how are you? Never better. James, I was lucky enough to interview you a couple of hours ago on my morning show and on the midday show. I want to turn it over to my son and one of our family friends because I loved my conversation with you, whether it was about octopi or monkeys or gorillas or whatever. I had a great conversation. So I just wanted to, I highly recommended you uh, to the two people here with me now because you do a great interview, James. I appreciate it. Oh, that's, that's very kind. Uh, yeah, well, I'm pleased to be here. So at present, you have one about monkeys that's uh, technically apes. Apes. Apes, yeah. Technically, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tim Vampire. Where is this? Where Where are they showing this? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. So, have you, have your prior ones been with Netflix? 
Yeah, oh, well, just just the one. Octop- My Octopus Teacher was a feature documentary for Netflix. And, yeah, this is the second project I've done with them. How have you liked working with them? I've loved it, you know. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, like, I'm a, I'm a consumer of Netflix. It's my sort of go-to um, streamer. So I've always liked it from a viewer perspective. But they are brilliant to work with in, in my experience. I mean, I'm sure everybody has a different experience and some projects will go through easily and some will be harder. But I've found them brilliant. I think their creative team fantastic. It's sort of giving you a lot of autonomy. You're sort of you know, allow, allowed to do your thing with enough free creative freedom. But they have huge support on the technical side, and yeah, they're just they're just a very slick outfit in my experience. So, have your documentary topics have they has it been something that you were interested to begin with, or did they find you? How did you get involved in animals or these these particular animals? So, Oxford's teacher was a was an unusual one for me actually because historically. Um, and this is, I'm going to take you back a little bit to early on in my career, but um, when I started work in, in natural history TV, it was, it was very competitive. There were, there, were far, there were many times more people trying to work in it than there were job opportunities. And, you know, everybody wanted to do it, a very attractive job. And, and so it was very difficult to, to get into and I found a way around that or tried to give myself an advantage by, by sort of coming up with my own ideas for, for programs, uh, for shows. Um, the, even when I was very junior, I would, I would sit around at night sort of writing out ideas for new sorts of TV shows. And, you know, even if they weren't successful, if I sent them into companies and they liked something about it, it sort of gave me a way in. And, and some of those shows got commissioned and it was a way of guaranteeing work so i've always sort of developed my own ideas actually that became a, a big part of what i did um but then octopus teacher came along and i had absolutely nothing to do with the development of it um you know it was entirely or almost entirely sort of self-shot by craig himself like as, as it's depicted in the film is kind of how it happened he was out there having this relationship with this octopus and filming it privately and not really telling anyone about it. And then even there was a couple of stages in between me getting involved, where Pippa, the other director, she first heard about it, and she sort of went into further development with Craig, and they started assembling a, a version of the film, but it wasn't, quite, uh, it wasn't quite doing it. And then they eventually got in touch with me through a company in Bristol off the fence, and because they'd seen a film that I'd done before, actually on on Netflix, and they and they so they came to me and they asked whether I'd join the team and whether I had a new perspective on it. And that's when the film, you know, it took a different direction. We we attempted a, a different way of telling the story in a different style and tone, and and that's how I got into it. So quite late on, compared to most projects where I'm in from the start. That was actually quite late in the process, um, and it was very intense, and it was, you know, drew on a lot of experience that I had gathered over the years, but actually was a reasonably brief period of my life that I worked on it. So in a way, I got extremely lucky with Octopus T 
future because of all the success it got. Whereas Chimp Empire, um, you know, between me and my, my partner and my company, Matt Houghton, we, we developed the idea and we co-produced with Keir Films and we sort of, and then we took it to Netflix, but it was entirely developed sort of here and with, in collaboration with the scientists to try and work out exactly how we were going to do Chimp Empire and then took it to Netflix. So did you, with the octopus, did you primarily do editing or did you do much, uh, did you do much filming yourself? So like I said, the vast majority of the film and certainly all the, 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 the relationship with the octopus is actually filmed by Craig okay. on his own long, long before he even considers making it into a film. He was just out there documenting for his own purposes his relationship with this octopus, and he had no idea what was going to happen the next day or the week later, so he was just recording it, almost like capturing you know, scientific data. He was just recording what was happening. So a lot of that was already filmed. It was, it was more like a sort of found footage film really that there was this he was this archive which which he'd recorded across her life and then after that whole experience was over he then talked to Bitha who then talked to me and you know from my perspective what I brought to it was was a way of, of telling this story and and I knew uh, from the moment that I arrived I knew that this really had to come from entirely from Craig it's you know, if the octopus could speak, then we would have interviewed her as well. But <laughs> this, this was down to it was it was down to Craig reliving these experiences. So I didn't know Craig, and we had one Skype call. This is pre-pandemic, back when Skype was you know in existence, <laughs> and and we sort of I checked whether he was all right with this process, but I didn't want to ask him anything really. I wanted the whole experience come out in conversation for the first time on camera. So, so then I, I went over to South Africa, met Peter and Craig, and then Craig and I sat down at his kitchen table for days, and we just recorded the conversation about how it all happened and, and what it meant to him, and, and he took me through every, every step and stage of their relationship and the story. And then we we recut that film. We went back into the edit room and we edited the film around that conversation. And, you know, there were other bits of filming that were done. There was drone filming. There's some scenic and beautiful shots from, you know, extra little pieces that you need to get you in and out of scenes on land around his house and in his little, uh, his little basement museum and things. But, but largely the film is made up of that conversation and the the images that he recorded whilst he was actually having those experiences. Hmm. Interesting. So for Chimp Empire, you had a camera crew in Uganda next to a bunch of chimps. Were the chimps aware of the camera crew? Yes. So the, the interesting thing, I mean, if you compare it to... Uh, people filming lions or, or something on the yeah, it's from afar. Africa, yeah, it's mm-hmm. from afar. You're in a vehicle, very long lenses. Uh, you, you could be filming something two, three hundred meters away, and, 
And those lions may or may not be aware of your vehicle, but they're sort of they're in their own place, and you're you're sort of spying on them from a distance. With with it's not just the case of chimpanzees, but it's especially the case of chimpanzees. They they live mostly in very dense forest habitat. So if you're 200 meters away from chimps in the forest, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. So. Just the, the simple, simple visibility, getting visibility on the chimps means that you have to be very close relatively. You know, you have to be within 20 meters to get a full, to get a view on them. And even then, they might be in thick forest where you can't see them at all. So you have to, filming chimps, you have to actually be with them. And, and you have to be kind of inside their group, if you like. You have to keep a respectful distance from them a minimum of seven meters and that you know the scientists rules and that's to do with um well they, they, humans shouldn't be allowed to come too close to chimps because uh human infections even heart even mild ones like coughs and colds can be very dangerous to chimps so you keep a distance but you have to be quite close um and then the challenge is it's staying with the chimps because they live in a in a big forest Territory. You know, the Ngogo territory is about 36 square kilometers. Um, they can travel up to 20 kilometers across hills and valleys and swamps in, in a day. So the job of filming chimps, it's all on foot, and, and you have to carry all your equipment in backpacks, and then you have to get that equipment out of your backpacks when filming opportunities arise, but you have to stay close to them all times. They know you're there. And they occasionally look at you and acknowledge you, but they basically ignore you. And that's because the scientists have been following them around with notebooks mm. uh, for the last 30 years. So they are habituated to, to human presence. And we sort of slipped in there on, on, in the footsteps of the scientists and were able to, to, to get that level of access. Did you get any access that surprised you or you thought you wouldn't be able to get? Um, I think on on every level we got uh, a more sort of intimate level of access than than I thought we would. And I think that, you know, no one had ever attempted that sort of, investment in terms of the the chimp filming at Ngogo. So n- nobody had attempted to... We had four camera people out every day for 400 days. And that just... The daily routine of that, you just, you just start to see sides of their lives and sides of their personalities and their conflicts between each other that are just not not easily observed on on shorter filming periods. I've heard chimps are they can be quite aggressive at times. Did you ever have to deal with uh, with any of that? Chimps, are, you know, at, at, at times they're well, you know, they spend a lot of their lives in in very peaceful situations, mm-hmm. playing, grooming. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a real tender side to chimpanzee life. But there is also uh, a lot of aggression as well, and, and, and you, you witness that regularly. Now, that aggression could be quite mild. There could be disputes between dominant males. It could just be 
an alpha male just, you know, displaying his strength but not actually attacking anybody. Or acts of extreme aggression can happen where they may attack members of other groups and, and they can be lethal. And they can also, you know, go on hunts for monkeys, which are also big acts of cooperative aggression. So chimps really have these two sides to them and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And it can be it can be intimidating to, to be around it because they're big, powerful creatures. And, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a primal fear, I think, of, of humans being around that, that level of aggression. Um, but this is all part of it. It's a natural part of chimpanzee life. Uh, they're territorial creatures, and they, they will fight to, to, to protect their resources and to gain territory. And that you hunt monkeys, that's, that's a natural <laughs> part of their, their life. Um, and, you know, they do those things whether we are there or not. The amazing thing about following the Ngogo chimps or any habituated group of chimps is that they're going about their lives the way they would if you weren't there. They, they're aware that you're there, but they ignore you. And, you know... It means you get to see amazing things that, that is fascinating and exciting, but they're sometimes upsetting too. How many chimps were you dealing with overall? And over time, did you have a fondness or a dislike for certain ones? So the, the total number of chimps that go-go um, is over, over 200. It, I mean, it, it changes. New babies are born and sometimes chimps die, So, uh, but it's... It's well over 200. Um, we couldn't possibly follow every chimp. So we had to make some decisions early on about who to focus on. <clears throat> so we were following with the chimp group, but we were paying particular attention to specific characters. And those characters were selected long before we entered the forest. Um, we did months of research into each individual chimp, <laughs> and what, what the scientists knew of their backstories. You know, they have incredible amounts of data on exactly when each chimp was born, who their family members are, um, who their strongest relationships are with, if they've had any trauma in their lives. Um, <clears throat> things that really form the characters of each individual chimp. So we had a good idea of what their histories were, which helped us sort of predict with, with some confidence what they might be like or what they might do in our filming period. So we, we, we selected a sort of cross-section of Ngogo society, and, but we were always prepared to, to switch because <coughs> there were chimpanzee, individual chimps who, who suddenly you know, became part of something very interesting that we hadn't been following before, and then we switched and started to follow them as well. So we have to be sort of focused but flexible. God, what a great story. Talking to James Reed about Chimp Empire. It's available now on Netflix. James is Tom again. Uh, From what you told me this morning, I got a couple of calls after the interview that said I was very, very lucky. I told James a story about when I was, oh, this is 20, 30 years ago or whatever. You know this story? No, I'm just waiting to hear a chimp story. A chimp story? I don't know it. (laughs) Well, this is a true story. 
So this guy, I did voiceover with him, a lot of voice, different voiceover and all that stuff. He said, oh, he's going to have a gathering at his house and come on over and have a couple of drinks. You remember talking to me about this this morning, James? I do, yeah. The great part, you're going to love this, James. You're going to love this a lot. So I said, I was sitting there, and the monkey came over along the back of the couch. Well, was it a monkey or was it a chimp? It was a monkey, I guess. Yes. It Did was it a- have a tail? Yes, it was, okay, a, so it was, it was a monkey. It was probably, yeah, it was a monkey then. Okay, so it was a monkey, and it came along the back of the couch, came up behind me, and patted me on the head like three <laughs> times. <laughs> and I said, James, isn't that nice? It was being very friendly. And James said, Tom, uh, the monkey was not being friendly. The monkey was warning you, mm. right? And so after you told me that, James, I got a couple of calls from people asking this question. I said, Tom, were you the biggest guy in the room? And I said, yeah, looking back, yes, I was. Well, the monkey picked you out as the their human leader mm-hmm. because you were the biggest person. He came over to pat you on the head to say, yeah, just try anything you want there, Tommy boy. It ain't going to work out for you. So he found the biggest guy he could and warned me. So that's good. Hmm. Yeah. Look, you know, I, I was thinking a bit after you asked that. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, I, I'm not going to try and like outdo you with my story, but <laughs> okay. I filmed, uh, I, I filmed um, monkeys in, in Sri Lanka years ago. Um, and they're little guys, toke macaques, they're called. So they're, they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're, really, they're much smaller than chimps. Um, but they can be quite vicious in, in fights with each other. And they're, and they're really fast, and they got huge canines. Oh, and we oof. were there when this one, this one, the the alpha monkey was having a hard time. And this, I think it was like a pair of brothers who were who were trying to usurp him. And he was still clinging on to his leadership, but he was definitely being given a hard time. And he was being a bit nervous around the edges of the group. And I remember I was sort of like sat on this like mound just watching the group in general. And then I sort of, like, looked to my right, and and this monkey, this alpha monkey, had just come and just, like, sat just next to me, like a, <laughs> a foot away. And, and, and he was just sat, and he was looking in the same direction as me as well. So he wasn't looking at me. It was as if he came to the next to me to see what I was looking at, <laughs> wow. like another member of the crew or something, just observing. And, and I was quite nervous because it's a small monkey, but it's a wild animal, big teeth, and he's, I've just seen him fighting some other guys earlier on. And, and another member of the crew, a bit more experienced, just said, just sit there, just don't do anything, you'll go away in a second. <laughs> and, and, then, and then suddenly I was sort of looking out of the corner of my eye, and he just like slowly moved his hand over and put it on my thigh, really gently. Wow. And, and it was, I well, know, and I was like, oh, no, now what, what, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, and, I, and again, I was just so weirded out by this. And I just thought, if I move suddenly, he's going to, like, flip out and try and bite me or something. Mm-hmm. But then he, um, eventually, he just kind of got up and sort of went off, and that was it. And the scientist at the time said to me, actually, which is, this is I'm now contradicting the, the interpretation I gave you, but he said, that, well, actually, this is more like what your caller said. He said, oh, well, James, you're, you're, quite, you're, you're, you're a big guy, and he's having some problems with these two monkeys who are trying to get him. So he thought he was coming up and putting his hand on my leg and trying to show that we were allies. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, I, they were like, you can come for me, but this big fat human is going to knock me out. <laughs> wow, it's like... That's what his interpretation was. It's like if you try to beat me up, my big brother is going to come and beat you up. Yes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. God, what a great story. What a great story. The octopus story you told uh, early this morning. Uh, You got a great life going, James. Let me put it that way. Um, Yeah, I feel feel lucky. Um, You know, it's all of them. All these jobs have a horrible... Dark, not dark side, that's exaggerating, but, you know, it's like, on the face of it, 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 it seems like a bit of a dream job, and there are elements to it that are definitely dreamy, and I, and I have pinched myself sometimes, just because you're just lucky enough to go to these places that, you know, people would, would dream of going to and seeing things, but, but they always involve quite a lot of hardship and hard work, but I think that, you know, and, and all the normal stresses that people experience, you know, working in teams and offices and with uncertainty and, you know, risk to, to, to health and, like, you know, and, and, and you worry about whether you're going to deliver on things all the time. So it's quite, I personally, it is stressful as well. I understand that. Chimp Empire available on Netflix. James Reed, come back. I, I'd love to hear more monkey stories. I, I find monkey stories to be very interesting and funny. <laughs> yeah. We'll get it done. Thanks, James. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. James Reed, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Yeah, I, I, I love talking to him because we were talking about all these different things. And I thought, 
because I thought the monkey patted me on the head like, oh, I'm, I'm friendly. It's like, no, it was a warning like, don't mess with me. Who had a monkey? Uh, one of the guys who did voiceover. Huh. He also had a parrot, by the way, and the parrot would make this certain squawk, like very different from everything else it did, and he would run over and put his hand out, and the parrot would poop in his hand. Oh, why would he do that? I have no idea why he taught a the parrot nice to do that. party trick. Yeah, I was like, why would I want to watch a so parrot pooping in your hand? Is parrot poop like bird poop, or is it pellets? It's or? bigger. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you that. Is, it, is it like, because like, bird poop is like all mushy and... Yeah, it's like yeah. white yeah. and black or, and all kinds uh, of different... Yeah. No, I don't, I know. I don't yeah. want that. You know, not that I'd want a deer or a bunny to poop in my hand, but still, it seems easier. You're 100% correct. I don't want (laughs) any of them pooping in my hand, but other than that, it's the way life works. I just thought James was a great guy because he's very even keel. I like even keel interviews, don't you? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think they do a great job. It's like, okay, well, this is how it's going, and life is grand, right? Yeah, that's, uh, you following uh, chimps around would be interesting. Did you do that? What's that? Follow chimps around. I have never done that. No, nope. I've never. I, do you think you could though? Because I don't think I could do that. No. After a while, I no. I think it'd be interesting. I think you'd pick favorites and you'd start seeing how they interact. And you know, it would be. Yeah. You know, and watching them eat monkeys. You know, I think there's a lot there to see. You so know? Andy, what, why wouldn't you want to do it? Well, for one, chimps are very scary. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, these chimps in particular apparently have been like a borderline domesticated. So they were just used to humans. Yeah. But there's plenty of examples of chimp attacks that just come out of nowhere. And chimps, a lot of people don't know, even though it's kind of become a meme ever since Joe Rogan talked about it, but chimps are a lot stronger than humans. Oh, yeah. Right. They're, they're, like, yeah, they're super strong. Way stronger than yep. humans, despite being much smaller. Yep. So if a chimp attacks you, there's basically nothing you well, can do about it. Did you see Nope? Did you see the movie Nope? nope? Because no. they, they have a, I think I it's a know. chimp that goes nuts in that movie oh, is that it? kills everybody. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, it was based on a real uh, chimp attack. Yeah. I think. Really? That happened during a, they had a chimp as part of a sitcom, and one day the chimp just decided he was going to really? have it. Yeah. And it's true? I, I didn't know it was true, but, you know, I, I, uh, that, that was the story, that was the basis of part of Nope. Nope's actually pretty good. Nope's a pretty good movie. What's his name? It's Peel. Mm-hmm. Um, his movies yeah. are dreadful. I, the first I, two I, were god off. I like the terrible. first one. I like the first one. The second one I found too confusing. You and I talked about Is that. Is that the one with the family? Yeah, with the family. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. The I like undead the, or whatever the hell yeah. they were. The shadow men. Right. Yeah, I, I like the know. first one, and then this Nope is really good, I thought. So I should so. watch Nope? Yeah, you know. If if you get around to it, I'd watch a couple other things. I'd watch Air. Air is really I've good. I've not seen Air. Air is very good, and then John Wick is excellent. It's not up available not yet. Twenty third, I think it's available. Mm-hmm. So basically, a week from tomorrow, is that correct? Yeah, a uh, week 23rd, from tomorrow. That'd 23rd. be correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I watch Still, which uh, it's that it really gets to you because Michael J. Fox. It's about his oh, life, about the oh, life of okay. Michael J. Fox. Oh yeah. God, he's yeah. so good, and he, and he stars in it himself. To mm-hmm. Talk about it's basically a kind of a documentary. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting because he, when he was a young man, very young, as a matter of fact, he go out, went out and got really hammered. Apparently, he had a drinking problem. Oh, well, he was Canadian, so that's just a given, isn't huh. it? Okay. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Anyway, um, but he. He woke up just really hungover, just extremely hungover, 
And he looked down, and the little finger on his right hand kept twitching. Oh. And he couldn't stop it from twitching. And it turns out that was the first sign that he had Parkinson's disease. Oh, jeez. Wouldn't that be? I mean, it was just, if you haven't seen It's Called Still, it's really, really good. He's such a nice man. It's just yeah. too bad that had to happen to him. Just a good guy, real hard worker. People loved working with him. That uh, curb your enthusiasm with oh, him is awesome. fun. Not when he's doing the, <laughs> the violin. <laughs> doing the violin thing. That was, and everybody thinks he's making fun of Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. It's like, oh god, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah, that's really good. No, that was a good episode. Interesting thing about the documentary where the the our guest said, you know, they're no different than they are off camera. How do you know? <laughs> yeah, how do you know? They, they could all be reading newspapers and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I'm the sure that's side. true. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they do. They're really good at kind of ciphering things. Like I'm going to go pat him on the head just to let him know that I'm in charge here, yeah. or playing the I whatever. It, it just they're a different deal, and they do have a society. They do go through all kinds of things. They go through a lot of the same things that humans do. Yeah, that's true. There are actually politics in the guerrilla community. Sure. Yep. They literally have politics. It's yep. like, what? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a fascinating that they well, go through that far? That's why the, you know, the whole theory on Planet of the Apes wasn't, wasn't you know, it, it was believable. You know, they, they were yeah. able to make that jump and suddenly be able to speak and be able to think in ways. That was a, a believable animal to do that with versus, say, a horse or a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. You know? well, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? so. Well, this is not good news. Vice Media, you guys ever watch Vice? Oh, yeah, it's gone under. Yep. What, they, they had a big, big show that everybody watched, though. What, what was that? Mm. It was on Vice. Yeah. Vice and Vice Media are different. Oh, they are? Oh, the yeah, the channel. Vice Network. Yeah. Oh, we got the same logo. I think they're owned by the same company, but Vice oh. Media is a branch of Vice. So that so it's not the major channel it went under, it's Vice right, Media. It's, it's basically like a news outfit. Oh, good. Another news outfit went under. Good. Glad to hear it. You're glad about that. Vice Media said it has received a rescue offer and filed for bankruptcy protection. A dramatic turn for a digital news darling once promised uh, to upend mainstream media. The bankruptcy filing uh, marks the latest downfall of the media. Upstarts that years ago uh, commanded sky-high valuations only to struggle with, uh, well, to compete with the likes of uh, Meta Platform. Now, Meta, that's... That's that Facebook. Used, that used to be Facebook. Okay. It still, oh, it still is, is Facebook, Facebook, to be honest. No one calls it Meta. <laughs> All right, that's what they I They want understand. to be Meta, but no one calls it that. And then uh, Alphabet's Google, uh, BuzzFeed, um, you know, they, they all apparently are involved. In its heyday, the uh, hip, irreverent media company, co-founded by Shane Smith, attracted a bevy of investors, including 21st Century Fox and private equity, equity firms. In 2017, it secured $450 million. Wow. How the hell do you run out of money in five years or six years? $450 million. You're spending it what like, hell? like there's no tomorrow. Like a Apparently, drunken sailor. Like you're going to get more say. or that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, but I, I just, it was worth $5.7 billion six years ago. Jeez. How but, can it go from $5.7 billion to nothing? But isn't that like so much fake as far as I value think it goes? Is. That well, these yeah, evaluations are, yes. are just like, where does that evaluation come from? Yep. You know, it's like you can't have media dollars that are that much with your ad. Wouldn't campaign. think so. I mean, you can't sell that many ads unless you're selling ads at a billion dollars a piece. Right. You know? So. 
yeah, I, that whole uh, valuation thing seems kind of like nonsense. So the Vice Channel will not go away. It's Vice Media that's in problem. It's the news division. I think the Vice <clears throat> Channel is still okay. I don't have any idea. I don't either. There was something on Vice I was told to watch, but I can't remember what the hell it is. It says it's on Vice, and you should watch it. It's really good, but I, I, do you have any idea, Andy? No. Yeah, what was Got on no Vice? clue. I will tell you what, when you're sitting around and it's raining for three days and you're the only one in your house, it's a bitch to find enough to watch. Too bad you didn't have anybody call you and say, hey, do you want to do something? <laughs> well, it's just too depressing. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what are you I, shaking your head for? I told you to give me a call. We'd know, do something. We'd go to the movies. We'd go yeah, but get there was something no to movie eat. I wanted to go see. There's all sorts of and stuff out there. I'm on that there. diet. I'm on the MN fat loss, so I don't want to go out and chow down a lot either. No, I didn't say you had to eat a lot. Just I'm going to sit and watch you something. eat a lot. Well, I'm not going to eat a lot either. So, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, you could have yeah, done something instead of just sitting in there and doing nothing. i got to be honest with you. I, I probably wouldn't do it again because it got way too boring. Huh? Just to sit around staring at the television. Oh, I clearly told you. Give me a call. I know you did. You're absolutely right. And by the way, the Twins did win two big games, so that was kind of nice because mm-hmm. they blew out the Cubs two days in a row. But yeah, just oh, hanging out right. with yourself at the house sucks. And then a huge Cub turnout. Fans. Huge! There are a lot of Cub fans. Oh, I mean, like half the, <laughs> half the stadium was filled with Cubs fans. <laughs> oh. It was weird because Catherine and I went to a game when we were down uh, in Miami. We went to a game. You went to a Marlins the, game? The Twins and oh. Marlins. It was uh, one of the first games of the year, as a matter of fact. And that place was over half twins. Yeah, well, Marlins don't draw a lot of fans. No, they do not. Marlins so, don't do well at all. Well, they they they've had such a weird. I mean, they when they've been good, and then as soon as they they're not good, they get rid of everybody. They won so, two World Series, did they not? Did they win two? I think Andy, will you look and see if the Miami Marlins have won two Super Bowl or two, have uh, they won two World Series? I thought they did for some reason. Yeah. Uh, the Mar- I think yeah, two thousand three and ninety seven. Well, ninety seven okay. and three. There you go. Wow, so it's hmm. been a while. Hmm. It has been twenty years. Yeah. So there you go. Anybody you got in in mind to win the World Series this year? The Red Sox always. The Red Sox every <laughs> year, baby. Why did I even ask? Although, it's going to be the Red Sox. They lit the Cardinals up. The Cardinals were playing horrible, and then they got swept this weekend by the Cardinals, and it was it was such a weird series. So. What's going to be a bitch coming up for the Twins taking on L.A., the Dodgers? Going, go, they're going out to L.A., aren't yeah, they? Yeah, going out to L.A. So mm-hmm. that that's going to be rather interesting playing because mm-hmm. the Dodgers are on fire. Dodgers are, Dodgers are a really good team. They they're are. They're a very they're solid really team. team. They're playing well. Um, you know, San Diego's playing very well. Um, Atlanta's a great team. Um, so National League has a number of teams. American League's interesting because it seems like um, – seems like, uh, uh, Oh shoot! Why am I um, the uh, Tampa Bay or uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays? The Rays are oh, yeah. playing great. They're so much better oh, than anybody are. else right now. Yeah, they and are. they got off to that giant jump, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, the Red Sox—they're last in the division. They still are hanging around 500. They'd be second or third in any other yeah. division there is, and so we'll see. Yankees are struggling with their injuries. Um, yeah, the Yankees. Baltimore's are, played yeah. well, you know, so. We'll see. Um, this this season's it's it's a good season. I I like the shorter games. Um, Me too. And we'll I'm a see, big fan. We'll yep. see the effect of the shorter games at the end of the season because guys, there the idea is that with less innings, the catchers won't be hurt, the pitchers will be better at the end of the season. So there's those things that are happening, but there's still some weird things happening with calls 
You know, they're still oh, trying you to got figure that out right. what's going on with the timers, and people are trying to figure out ways to jimmy it in different ways. I mean, do you know what Ricky Henderson would do with a two-pitch over? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he would steal every base there is. You know, <laughs> he'd he just keep walking down the line until you throw over, and then he'd be gone. I know. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. There's no so. question. I just, uh, the only thing I was concerned with that whole deal is, and I suppose being in the in the, uh, the advertising business and being a radio and all that stuff for so long, I said, two and a half hour games, how are you going to sell any commercials? That's true too. That's, yeah, that's a problem. That is I an think. issue. There's is a beer issue, how much beer Absolutely. they sell. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, there are those issues that have come into yep. it that are different uh, with that. So. Will they be able to balance those losses, you think, I somehow? Know. I, don't I don't know how we'll they're going to do it. Yeah, the idea is more fans, but I don't know if that that's gonna yeah. make up for it or not. But you're right that there is a difference there um, in in the uh, in the revenue that they're able to bring in in that amount of time. I mean, so. you have one one fewer hours to sell beer. Yep. I mean, that's like whoa. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Of, a lot of beers not being sold. That's true. When I understand, so I don't know if the, how you think this will go on for some time before they make an adjustment, and make it take it out to be two. 45 or something well it's it, i don't know if they'll go ever go back from the time clock i mean they'd have that's what the change is, is the mm, yes, time clock right. so i don't know if they'll expand that or if they'll change some rules about that or not but if you know if they're losing money they'll figure out a way to make it there's no doubt about that yeah. i just another thing i've noticed have you watched a lot of tv games uh i've listened a lot more i listen yeah. to red Sox games yeah. more than i watch them but i right. have watched them sure there are so many pitches outside the strike zone that are being called strikes this year. It's unbelievable. Well, the strike zone has been quite the quite the topic. It has. There's no. I mean, there are a lot of. I mean, there are some pitches six inches out of the strike zone, and they call them strikes. Yep. It's like, what the hell is that now? Mm-hmm. Are they also trying to move the game along by calling so many strikes? Is that part of it? They're not supposed to. They're not supposed um, to. No. I mean, a strike's a strike, but there are some umpires out there with some weird strike zones. So. God, there's no doubt about it. It's like, really? That wasn't even close to a strike. Mm-hmm. But because now you got, because of this, you got guys swinging the pitches they wouldn't swing at. That's true. That's so true. I don't know if they're going to, how long are we going to deal with that whole situation? But whatever, the Twins are, what are they up three and a half now at this Correct. point? Mm-hmm. Twins are up three and a half. They got, uh, they got some challenges. They don't have a game today. They play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in LA. They go. They go from the Dodgers to the Angels. I think so. I think, I think that's, that's what, what they're doing. That's yeah. how they're doing that. The whole deal yeah. now, because they were talking. Dick Bremer, and by the way, Dick has been doing that job for what, like thirty-five years. A long time. It's very, very cool to have uh, have that guy because, I mean, Halsey Hall and Herb Carneal were the announcers forever. <laughs> Halsey Hall. Yep. Halsey was the best. Mm-hmm. There's a guy down there on first base. I mean. Had one of those crabby old Minnesota guy voices, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. I don't know. We, uh, gee, oh, God, I, this just struck. I, I looked down and saw this this uh, headline pop up: investing book that flopped 32 years ago now sells for thousands of dollars. Do you know anything about this? What's this? Libraries take special precautions with an out of print publication by fund uh, manager. Seth Clare, uh, is it Clarman? I think it's Clarman, yeah. I compared it to jewelry or a Rolex watch. I don't, what the hell does this even mean? I don't know. I guess people, the margin of safety is the name of the book, and apparently they're, they're going wild over it now. <laughs> it doesn't really say why they are. Maybe you get deeper and deeper in the story, but I don't want to read the whole damn story, so. 
that's that deal. But that, what a weird headline that is. So are you still getting the CNN and the Fox News headlines, or, or is that banned no. also as part of this deal? No, no, it's not banned. I just haven't paid any attention to it at all. Mm. You mean have the headlines sent to me? No, I'm, yeah, I'm just wondering, because I know you get some of the news from those places you know, on your computer, so I'm just wondering, as part of Catherine's deal, is it just watching on TV? or? You well, also... I don't go on Fox or CNN site. I, that's, I go on the Wall Street Journal. They seem to be, they seem to be pretty middling. If you're going to find one that's middling, that's about as close as it's going to get. I watched the Wall Street Journal, New York Times. What was it, Denny's? Denny's quote on what you read, Denny Green. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, what the hell did he say? That was pretty I funny. Know, was, yeah, yeah. I just pay attention to the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the <laughs> Wall Street Journal. And that's what he did? <laughs> I don't remember what, but it was like, you know, all national stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm doing the exact opposite. I'm paying attention to the local stuff and... Uh, and actually, I don't even do that much reading of the newspaper either. I just look at, I balance pretty much the Star Tribune. Once in a while, I look at the St. Paul paper with the Wall Street Journal on a national basis. There's another one called Newser. It's pretty, it's pretty left-leaning, but they don't go way over the top and lie about stories and all that stuff. As long as they don't lie, I don't care. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If it's the news, it's the news. But the lying has, well, I mean, how many guys, like four or five guys have lost their jobs now? That's true. I mean, yeah, that is true. You got Don Lemon, you got, uh, I still love that headline. That was so cold. Was that in the Wall Street Journal, Andy, or was that when they when CNN fired oh, yeah, Don Lemon? I don't Lemon? remember what that was. <laughs> I don't remember. It was a national publication, I know that. And when they fired Don Lemon, the headline in the paper was, CNN sours on Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was it pretty wrote good. itself. Man, he disappeared. Too. Like, you still see Tucker bitching about this, that, or the other <laughs> thing. He pops up on other side. But Don Lemon just went away. Yeah. What is that all about? Well, you know, either he had no options or he got a big enough payoff that he's enjoying himself for a while. I heard he is very hard I'm to sure work with. sure he's got with. plenty of money. Yeah, yeah probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. probably. So it probably is true. So we're going to be gone with Delvin Cook this week or not? That's the talk with the Vikings. Well, Delvin Cook's going to get traded. That he's going to get traded or let go. I would They're going to so. take that, uh, do some with that salary cap money. Um, he's not that good anymore. Well, Sorry. he's still one of the top running backs. It's just that it's a Last league that's not. Yeah, it's still a league that's not really set up for running backs. I mean, yeah, there's very true. few teams that yeah. run with a good solid running back. Um, you know, and so. You know, it's not really the model that most of the offenses are running off of. So, but uh, we'll see those potential changes there just to get more cap room. So, do you think they are they're going to get that done? It sounds like it. it sounds. It just the question is where you where, know whether he's going to go Miami or you know yeah. the Jets have uh, popped up. There's some other places that have, uh, Eagles apparently have talked a little bit about it, um, but there's a number of different discussions going on and and then they've also looked at the possibility of keeping him because you know when you when you have the top tight one of the top tight ends in the football one the the top wide receiver in football mm-hmm. and a top running back you got an offense that should be able to score lots of lots of points and then all you need right. is a defense that can keep them although they, they lost another one of their defensive players this week you know with oh uh, that's right yeah so so we'll we'll see what happens um a team is going through some changes that are either going to be making one more run at it or just a total mess. I just still can't believe they have still 
After 60 years, they still have not won a Super Bowl. And the Marlins have won two <laughs> World Series, we've now learned. Uh, yeah, now, <laughs> now you learn the Marlins won two World Series. Yeah. Now, I just can't believe the Vikings have never... And they, they sucked in all four. They were never close in any of those Super Bowls. In the Pittsburgh Super Bowl, about at the actual Super Bowls, no. Yeah, no. they were never close. Well, their I mean, best teams, terrible. their best teams, I don't know. But it, their probably best teams never made it. You know, yeah, I mean, probably. there are a couple teams that were really super good and didn't get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they would have won the year with Cunningham, but you don't know. You still have yeah. to play the game, and you know, like, like so many other teams find out. You know, like they found out in the NHL, you got to play the games and see what happens. You know, so it's true. At least, at least the Celtics are still alive. So. Boston still. There you go. Still you got to talk about his Boston on. teams. <laughs> God, we should have interviewed Dennis Lehane while you were. I interviewed him twice this week or oh, did last you? week. What a great writer. Yep. Very good. That, that Excellent boy can writer. Write a book. Well, it's all about Boston. It's always about Boston. His There's deal. always stories from there. Who would have ever thought this one? WeBuyUglyHouses.com accused of shady tactics. Ah! Oh, gee, really? Really? Who would have ever thought that would happen? ProPublica says the company zeroes in on desperate homeowners and pressures them to sell. So you're not only buying ugly houses, you're causing ugly scenes. You're looking for uglies. Yeah, you're just looking for a lot of uglies. uglies. I... You know, I got to be honest with you. That that's got to be a tough business. Do you think being a real estate agent now, if you're actually really good at it and and good at hard at work and all this, but are there so many scam artists in that business now that it's hard to get around? I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, it's probably like anything else, you know. Uh, and I, I, they're building things like crazy out there. Right I know. Now. So things must be okay with the real estate market. But so what do you think about that? Do you think? The, I mean, they're still talking about the economy and we're going under and blah, blah, blah. I don't see, and again, I'm not an expert and don't take my word for this, but I don't see a lot of collapsing coming. Do you see the economy collapsing? I hope not, but I well, have I hope no idea too. on that. And I trust people who know this stuff much better than me. <laughs> and But they don't say we're going to collapse anymore. They That's said, my hope. Made a little rough ride. Well, first of all, here's one thing I will will tell you only because it pops up even you know places like Star Tribune and all that stuff, is this whole idea that we're not going to come to an agreement of some kind is ridiculous. We're not going to let the the country go under. Hope not. Well, why the hell would they ever do that? Well, they they don't let it go under. What they do is create these situations where it's you know can't pay for stuff for weeks or months. Yeah, um, it's happened in the past and has an effect on what national parks and state court, mm-hmm. federal courts, and there's all these things that get, get. it's, I don't know, that part of it, I don't get. The the two things that I don't ever get is why they haven't been able to work out a deal there, and also why the legislature never seems to be able, in Minnesota, get done regularly it on time. It never does. It never, on never time. ever they, is on time. That should That's be true. like a goal. We're going to do this no matter what. However we have to do it, we're going to get done on time and have no special session. I but know. even with the, all the party one one place, it looks like they might still not be able to get the deals done. And Why not? I, I, well, it's a combination of people not wanting to look weak and people not going to the table with final offers until the end and um, people trying to rhetorically create these fights that there's no reason for. But what? 
I don't get it. This state I, is totally run why. by the Democrats. Who are they fighting with? With each other. I mean, there's... So there's... they fight with each other Oh, now. yeah, yeah. Because they can't fight... I there mean, aren't enough Republicans to fight with. Theoretically, there are some times when it's easier to have some opposition versus having all one party. I mean, there's been presidents that have had that problem. Yeah, I mean, that's Clinton true. had that problem when yeah. it was all one party. Yeah. So that can't happen. It happened with Obama, not Osama. <laughs> Osama. I but remember Obama, when they killed Osama. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so uh, that can be a problem sometimes. It, it's like what the expectations are when everybody's one party. But, but again, serve the people. That's the number well, one thing you should do is serve get, the people. We're going to get legal marijuana, so who knows who we're serving. <laughs> Doesn't it take a couple of years to kick in anyway, though? No, some places it kicks in like 15 minutes after it passes. Oh, does, oh I didn't know oh, that because I was told crazy. that it takes a, like a year or two to get totally established. Well, probably as far as officially established, but once. Oh. It's legal in ways, I don't know. And when is that? I I, I don't know when. Most things uh, become active August 1st, but I don't I don't know as far as it goes. I don't know if the governor signed it yet. But, oh, okay. So, Because I, I think there were two different bills. There was one bill in the House and one in the Senate. I think they still need to go to conference committee. Are they going to actually sell the the plant itself? Or are they I don't gonna, know. Pills is going to be I think it's, gummies. Gonna be I think stuff. it's everything's legal, I think, but I, I don't know. You, why would they? They're basically asking people to smoke. Why would you do that? Because they're they, until they deal with it federally, there's still a big problem with it because you can't yeah, use banks and you can't use. I mean, there's all sorts of issues with banks, all sorts of issues with the money, all sorts of issues with people sitting in jail right now or in prison right now that have been convicted of sales. Yeah. And it's it's but I crazy. Have a question for you. I know you're an attorney. It's your mm-hmm. business. When you did it, it was against the law. Why should you get special treatment? Well, because there's, there's a point. But that's true. It's like prohibition. You know, when it's illegal, it's illegal. And when it's mm-hmm. not, it's not. But right. when you're sitting there going, well, this is now legal. Why am I sitting in jail? There is a certain amount of sense to that. You know, I don't so. see that there is. You broke the law. Well, that's it. I can completely agree with that. Well, it's like so. the law either applies retroactively or it doesn't. And yes. I don't think anyone wants it to apply retroactively. So well, there's certain things we do retroactively, but it's just it, to a number of people, it's a fairness issue, and I don't. It has nothing to do with fairness. You knew it was against the law, and you did it. Correct. There's nothing fair or unfair about that. No, but you when, made. I've done things that they weren't illegal. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's put a put a hold on that. Yeah, at let's the put a hold on that. We're not let's, talking about any dead bodies at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's the part of things I've never understood is that, you know, I mean, you could go from the top to the bottom and all of these legal arguments that the government has with people or against people, whatever. At the time, it was wrong. So it was wrong. You still did it. You have to answer for that. That's true. And I I don't disagree with that. But it's it's a I don't know. it's It's a resources issue. It's a choice of what's really wrong and what's not. And at the time. And then, I like I said, there's this big issue between what's federally illegal and yeah. what's, what's yeah. not legal in other states. And so that's where you come into the conflicts. No, I think they should legalize everything. You want to go out everything? and do heroin? Good for you. <laughs> Who just, cares? Just legalize You're everything. stupid enough to do heroin. What the hell? I don't think anybody deserves to die, but, <laughs> man, you sure are rolling the dice, aren't you? That's probably true. And now like with heroin, fent- yeah. fentanyl and the cocaine, I mean... Would you snort cocaine now? I wouldn't have to begin with. <laughs> well, exactly. There wasn't a time I was like, yeah, I would snort it you now. You know, I'd snort a lot <laughs> yeah. of cocaine back in my time. Yeah. And 
All right. Well, we got uh, about two minutes to go here. Any any important things we need to get to? Let's see. Um, legally, nothing nothing's really going on. You know, I got my trial done last week. We settled, so I'm back, and um, things are going fine. You seem to be right. Andy. How about you? Uh, not in particular. Time to head to the house. I suppose so. Roll it up. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.